I shall not walk. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It did good. God, I pray you will bless the word today. This might sink deep in our souls. And we'll always remember who you are as our shepherd. In the name of Jesus, amen. Be seated. You know, the Lord could have called us anything. Couldn't he? I think about the Wizard of Oz. He talked about the lions, tigers, bears, old lions. He could have called us one of those, but he called us sheep. wonder why he did that. That's why I brought Fred. I'm glad I named him. That's the reason I brought him today, because he's a, he's a funny little guy. He's kind of got arthritis in his back leg, but uh, so do I. But uh, you know, one of the reasons that he does that, he, he named us that, is because sheep are what? They're dumb. <laughs> I mean, they do dumb stuff. They're defenseless, too. You know, uh, a cow has a long tail that swishes. Like this. Sheep doesn't have that. They got a little stub back there. They, they uh, are, are a little different. They, they also require a lot of care. And that's why they have a shepherd. And so you think about this song. And these sheep, like us, and, and understand who we are. You know, the, the thing about, about the Lord is my shepherd. How personal that is. There's nothing I lack. Because he provides. The, the shepherd is that way. The, the Lord is the God of the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. The God of the Bible. He's the creator. He's the one who stood on nothing and made everything. He's the creator. You think about him. He knows all things. And he's sovereign over everything. That's who God is. He has revealed himself to humanity. And we find him as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's the great I Am. He's the one who is Yahweh, the personal name of God, who emphasizes his covenant, covenant with his people. God's with me. He's my shepherd, no matter what I'm facing. I can face that. I can know my place, and I can trust him. This psalm is very familiar with great truth in it. Bible proves to me about our shepherd, our personal relationship with God. Do you know him? He says, my shepherd, and that's very personal. That's who he is. So, so you think about, about the shepherd and his relationship with the sheep. Let's talk about that some this morning. And, and the fact that we can know him. Do you know that the, the shepherd knew the sheep's name? That's why I named him Fred. Somebody got on me because I didn't know his name. 
But everybody had the name. My, my father-in-law, Debbie's, Debbie's dad, was a cool guy. He was a, a rancher up in the Panhandle of Oklahoma. And uh, I, I, I got to know him. Yeah, mom, way more than her. And I, I, I loved it. And you know, one of the things we did together, we'd go feed the cattle every now and then. And uh, if they needed to have shots, we'd give them shots. If they needed to be brought into the into the barn, we'd do that. But I remember one cold morning, I, I met Bob in the coffee shop where everybody, the center of the universe, in our little town. They had 1,250 people in there, so our town was huge. We had one signal light in the whole county, and, and that was the center of the universe, that, that signal light. But anyway, he said, Ken, let's go out there. I, I need to check on the cattle and feed them. So we went out there and took some, some feed and snowed that night. And he looked off a little ways from us, and he said, Ken, he named that cow. He could just tell that. It's a long way, though. And the wind was blowing, and the oh, always blows out there, and the snow was blowing, but he could see her. So we drove over there by her, and he got out of the cab and walked over there to her and, and kind of bent down and uh, looked at that little cat and she and the cow was licking on her. And he called her name and kind of patted on her. We got back to the truck and left. He called me and said, she's a good mom. That cow would be okay. But those, those cows and those calves always had a name. And so you think about us being named. Here's, here's what it says in John 10. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them. So we, think about us, we have a shepherd who knows our names and are always good names. He knows them. He knows where we are. And when we struggle, he knows about that. And he knows about where we are at all times. And, I, and, and so cheap out the way of wandering off and doing weird things, that's quite weird. But they, they, they just do that. You know, if, if, the, if the Lord is our shepherd, it ought to cure our worry. Don't you think? Anybody here worry about anything? I, I've known people I thought were the champions of worry. And sometimes I get like that. But you know that there's some things about worry that's really important. One of them is that, that worry is not helpful. It's just not. It, it, in fact, it accomplishes really nothing to worry about. The shepherd really has this. It never, it never solves a problem. It, and it always makes us miserable. The other thing about worrying is, is it's unreasonable. It always exaggerates the problem and, and makes it much, much bigger than they really are. And the last thing is they are really unhealthy. They cause you to have ulcers and, and backaches and headaches and insomnia and on and on and on. And so the great advice that would come from Peter is cast your anxiety, cast your Worry on him because he cares for you. Isn't that a great picture? That the shepherd is the one who cares for us. And, and all the stuff that we usually worry about, 
worrying if they're going to change it. But we can trust the shepherd. We can trust him for who he is. Everything we have. Here, here's what, what Paul says about this to the Philippians. He said, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. That's what he says. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Give that to him. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You don't worry, it's practical atheism. Let that roll around in your head then. The, the curse of our day is really worry and busyness. What does this shepherd, shepherd say about us? I think he says about this. He says we need to relax in him. Quietness. Listen. Relax. From the vantage point of the sheep, this, this great song is written about that. The, the sheep, this is the great scene. If you're looking at the sheep, bedded down in grassy meadows and have still waters to drink, totally satisfied and calm and tranquility, having all their needs. Remember, go back to that place. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall lack nothing. He takes care of that. And so as you look down this, this scripture, it begins to talk about how he guides us. He guides us with his, his presence. Scripture talks about drawing nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. We always get in trouble when we, we wander off. But he guides us. And then he says this. He says, I'll make you lay down in green pastures. That word make is a kind of funny word. How does he make us do that? Ever ended up in the hospital looking up at those things up in the ceiling? Those things are hooked to you? Sometimes he just stops us long enough and we get to know where he's the only one we've got. And I, I think about this, about, about who he is and, and how he guides us with his presence into the right paths. And, and like, like I say, I keep saying this, the sheep are really not smart. And, and, he, and he makes us lie down and bring pastures. One of the things about a sheep, you know, in, in the old days when when farmers and ranchers didn't like sheep herders, they've got great movies about that. I guess it's true. Everything you hear in the movies is true. So surely that is. But one of the things about sheep is when they when they feed, they just kind of get down on the really down and they pull the grass up by the roots. So if you stay there a long time in the same place and a herd of sheep, I guess it's called a herd. It's a flock. I was, I was told that today. It's a flock of sheep. And all of them together in this, in this place, and they're eating from the roots up, bringing up the, the, the food, somebody's going to need to move them. So the great pastor is the shepherd saying to this, saying to Fred and his buddies, let's move on to some more. Because there's better food over here. That's what he does. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack anything. So he is interested. The shepherd is always interested in, in the rescue and the taking care and the restoration of the sheep. He provides the food. Like I said, he moves them along. He has shelter and, and all the necessities. 
And then he said he leaves them by the still waters. Sheep are, this, is, this guy got sheared, I guess. And, and uh, but when they get a lot of wool on them, and there were a lot of traits and that kind of thing around, and the water blew pretty fast. Remember when we had water around here and the creek ran fast? I And asked him to pray for rain. But a, but a sheep would kind of stick his little head down in that water, and it would start getting wet and heavy, and then he would fall in. <laughs> so the sheep, so the shepherd would do this for the sheep. The still waters mean that he'll build kind of a little dam or something where the, where the sheep can go and the water will be still instead of running real fast. But if he gets down that water, he's going to drown. So he takes care of him in all kinds of ways. He renews us. He, he gives us what we need. So he takes us to still waters. And he, and he leads us to green pastures and all those kind of things. And so in our lives, he restores us. And that's, that's basically when we get damaged by sin, hurt, discouragement, depression, despair, fatigue, failure, and frustration, and beaten up by life, and wounds, and battles, and scars, and grief. Did I ever get to yours? The truth is, life is hard, you guys. Life is pretty hard, and and we all get hurt. And we need this renewal. We need this shepherd to take care of us because life is hard. And you think about, about the person of God and the, and the sheep and all those kind of things. He never does really provide a sterile world for us. We have storms. Storms in our lives. And God's presence brings freedom and joy and believe, even in the struggles. One person said this, let me rest with you, Lord, just for a little while. This is all I need. So come, sit with me a while, Lord, and let me rest my head upon you. Paul called him Abba, Father, meaning Daddy, Lord, or the one where we could come and get in his lap and let him love us. You know, when life is really hard, we need somebody to love us. And the shepherd, he says, is my shepherd, my personal shepherd. And he calls us and says, come sit in my lap and call me daddy. Is that a good deal? Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30 is my favorite verse in all the scriptures. Out of the message, this is what it says. It says, are you tired, worn out? Burn out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and you see, the shepherd cares and, the, and the begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And the, and the scripture just says, come to me. I am your shepherd. I really care. 
Religion is this thing about man trying to get to God some way, building some kind of ladder, reaching up. But Christianity is God in the person of Jesus coming down in our world and living with us and welcoming us into his arms. That's who he is. That's what we have in Christ. You're not the CEO of your life. If he's the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not be in one. He is here. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know me. They listen to me. They hear my voice, and they follow me. I've got to stop playing God. I've got to stop playing like the shepherd. I ain't that. I am his child. I am his, his sheep, and he loves me, and he knows me, and he knows what I need. This worry and all that kind of thing is the root that pulls us down. We start calling our shots. We start forgetting who he is. In, in, in verses 3 and 4, he begins to really get in the nitty-gritty of, of all this. God is with me no matter what I'm facing. I think that's a really quite a statement. This defenseless little sheep has a way of wandering along. And God has this great protection or his, his presence. And he kind of sums this up in verse 5. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. What a great picture that is of who God is. Our wounds come from living out of the pasture of life. And in the presence of our enemies, we live there. We always want to avoid this and run away from it and ignore it and drown our sorrows or whatever we may do. And the person of God, the person of the, of, the, of the shepherd says, come to me and bring me all your hurts. Bring me all of your, your crazy stuff. I will give you rest. What a great picture that is. He, he mentions two things. He says there are two things to give you comfort. And one of them is a rod. And a rod would be a little piece of wood that the shepherd found, like a big stick. And he would use a knife or something. He didn't have a knife like that. But he'd have something he'd cut that with and make that. And so at night, or while he's there by himself, he would always throw that, that thing and make target practice. He would get where he could throw that. Because when the, when the wolf comes, or the whatever comes in, somebody's going to have to take care of it. So, so he has this rod, and he throws it at the, at the enemy, whatever that may be. He never throws it at the sheep. It's really important to remember that. It's a defensive thing that he could defend his sheep. And so he said, I have this rod. And then he speaks of a staff. And a staff, you've probably seen pictures of those maybe long things with a crook on the end, and, the, and he uses that for his balance, but he also has that crook, so if that little guy gets down in a, in a crevice or down in some place, he can put his little hook around and pull him up. <coughs> you see how much he cares for us? Have you ever dreamed about that, how much God loves you and me? You think about his presence gives us courage in the darkness. That's who he is. He invites us to this banquet table. He says, oh, I'm, in, in verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
That's a great picture of a great banquet that he makes for us. That he prepared, and it's always in the middle of his, our enemies. Like I said before, he doesn't put us in an unsterile world. He said, inside of all of your enemies, come and eat with me. Inside of all of that, come and have fellowship with me. Come and be a part of my life. Don't give the devil a place at that table. Okay? That's important to us. That we understand that he is the bread of life. And he is the one who satisfies us. And then he does another really cool thing. He says he anoints us with oil. This little sheep is, you know, like I said, it's kind of silly. The grace is kind of gross, okay? Is it okay if I get gross? One of the great enemies of a sheep flies. Like I said, when a minute ago, they don't have a tail, whack around, you know, a horse has that big old tail, whack around, get rid of those flies, they get his eyes, whatever. I don't care. I get hit by them, haven't you? A cow has that. This little guy says little stuff. That's it. So when they're out in the middle of, of the field, the flies come along and they, like this is gross boy, they will lay their eggs in their nose. The larvae of those flies start to hatch. And it really hurts them. And they'll find the little sheep hitting their heads on a rock like that. I mean, you do anything. You have that going on in your nose? Do anything. So they would do that. So the shepherd, here's what he would do. He mixed up some oil and some wine and some other kind of stuff and put it all over the head. So the flies wouldn't do anything. You see, he cares about everything. He cares about every piece of your life. And, and you think about the great part of this shepherd. And then he says, my cup runs over. Now that means a lot of things, but I, I, I've got a little illustration about that. If you came to my house and we were in the desert and we were in a drought like we're in now, I want you all to pray for rain. Have I said that? But if you were in my house and I gave you a cup of water like that, you know what that would mean? You can stay a little while. But if I gave you an overflowing and I did this, you know what that meant? You could stay forever. You'd be welcome a long time. If you grow your beard, it'd be long. <laughs> I always wanted to do that, but I can't grow a beard. But anyway, I. I think about this, this person of God that he invites us to his table and he takes care of the little things like water for us. He said, I'm the water of life. Come into me. And then he moves on a little farther about this. He, he speaks of this anointing our head. And then he says, surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. While we're alive, what do we have? Man, we have his goodness. We have his mercy. We are welcome at his table. He has this for us. And all the days of our life we have that. Why would we ever get away from that? 
Why don't we ever run from that? He calls us to dwell in his house forever. And so we have all this stuff that he's made for us, taking care of us, green pastures. He gives us the, the water that we need. He gives us the bread we need and, and the fellowship that we need. And why would we move from that? He said, then, after that, glorification comes in us. Then we get to go to heaven. Paul said that this is pretty plain. He said, for me to live as Christ, for me to die as gain. So, you know, what's the worst thing anybody can do with you? Those of us who know Christ, we're going to heaven. Amen? Peter right. says we're going to heaven. So, so the good news is, this is what Jesus said. This is great news. This is in John 14 in the message. This is what it says. It says, do not let this, don't let this throw you, is what he says. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of room for you in my Father's house. If that were not so, I would have told you. I'm going away to get your room ready. And if I go and Get your room ready. I'll come back and I'll get you so you live with me. And you already know the road. Thomas said, I don't know the road. Jesus said, I don't know. So that's really what he was talking about. So the, so the good shepherd not only takes care of us with his goodness and mercy all the days of our lives, then he has heaven for us. That's a pretty good deal. When temptation is pursuing us, God is determined to win our hearts. When sorrow seems to be all around us in every corner, the Lord is present to wipe away our tears and win our hearts. When life is just plain hard and overcome with pain, the shepherd is present to guide us toward himself. God's desire is to be your shepherd, your personal shepherd. We trust him. Jesus is our shepherd. He's the Lord of our lives and the CEO of everything. Here's what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not, I will not need anything. I'm the good shepherd, he says. My sheep know me and listen to me and follow me. I must stop God and let him be my shepherd. And I trust him. That's our place. Big Daddy Wee wrote this great song called Redeem. This is what it said. This is kind of when I heard this song, I thought, Big Daddy Wee, you're talking to me. Telling my story. Listen to what he said. He says, All my life I've been called unworthy, named by the voice of my shame and regret. But when I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head, I remember, oh God, you're not done with me yet. I'm redeemed. You set me free. I'll shake off these heavy chains. Wipe away every stain. Now I'm not there. Listen. God loves you more than you ever dreamed. You know, I think about a person going to heaven and thinking, I'm going to ask God all these questions. 
You know, I think the first thing he's going to say to you is, did you ever realize how much I loved you? He loves us. He takes care of his sheep. And we are those sheep in his pasture. And he allows us to be his. Uh, over 50 years ago, when I was 21 years old, long more than that, then, I came to know Jesus as my Savior. I was just screwed up. Yeah. 21 years old, just screwed up. And somebody told me a story about this person, Jesus, that was kind of in my life and changed me. And I never heard that story. And I could be his. So I trusted him as my Savior. And I'm a satisfied customer. I don't want to leave a long time. I've strayed, and God took me and said, come back. I don't care where you've been, son. I don't care what you've done. I want you to come home. He says that to us. He says that to you. Can you imagine that? I screwed up my life. Yeah, hey. So did Fred. And the shepherd loved him and drew himself to us. And he says to us, come home. Come home. You may be here today and you say, I don't know what that person is talking about. Well, if we'll admit that we're a sinner, now to me, I didn't have no problem with that. Some people have a problem with that. They think they're saints and they talk all their life is going to You ain't. <laughs> all of sin comes short of the glory of God. All of us do that. We just have different parts of debts, right? And then he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we'll be saved. You mean I don't have to go do anything? I don't have to get better? Listen, when I came to him, I was drunk. I didn't have to get sober to get saved. I got saved and then I got sober. That was a great day for me. And everybody around me. But I think about who he is. Come to me. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. 